it's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name. And we're still here. Oh, you didn't know? Your ass better call somebody! It's me! It's me! It's that good old Nikki V! Kicking it again with that M to the A to the double T! From that squared circle on the IG! Here we go! And this week, we're talking about the WWE Hall of Fame, which actually isn't an actual hall. And we're going to talk about that, too. So how are you doing today, Matt? Matt's over from the Squared Circle at uh, over on uh, Twitter and Instagram. It's uh, at the Squared Circle or at T-Squared Circle. And our little segment that we're doing here uh, leading up to WrestleMania is called In This Very Squared Circle. And uh, obviously a little port, a little portmanteau of Vince's favorite phrase and and Matt's uh, Twitter handle. And obviously we were representing Scoreboard Addicts and this is a Belly Up podcast. But Matt, how are you doing? I'm doing very well, Nick. How are you doing tonight? Um, as good as the heavyweight champion of the oh. world can do. Champ is here. Uh, that's That needs to be, I feel like, the new banner for Scoreboard Addicts. Twitter page because that's for those who can't see it live. First of all, you should be watching live. Yeah. And if you're not already, please make sure that you hit that subscribe button, give us a like, drop a follow, and add some comments as well. We would love to hear back from the millions and millions. That's you guys. So just make sure that you uh, do what you got to do to stay in the loop, and then you can see more of those beautiful championships that Nick has. (laughs) (laughs) But obviously we're here to talk about the WWE Hall of Fame. It's a big tie-in with WrestleMania. The night before WrestleMania, they do the induction, uh, and then they bring out the uh, Hall of Famers once again at the WrestleMania uh, event. Um, This year's a big one. Undertaker's going in. And along with the Undertaker, we're hearing uh, Big Van Vader's going in. Yes. Overdue. Long overdue. I agree, long overdue, and it's it's unfortunate that WWE chooses to acknowledge these guys when they're no longer here, because after all of the sacrifices that they made in their lives to their body, their families, and whatnot, I feel like they deserve that little 15 minutes that they give them to say thank you 
and for people who don't know about their history, for them to find out, hey, like, oh, I know who Undertaker is, but who's Vader? You know, it would have been nice just for if he was still here to be able to say thank you for everything. Absolutely. Uh, I was actually just thinking about that yesterday. I just finished Shawn Michaels' uh, biography, and it, it dawned on me that there are very few wrestlers that get to retire. Like, a, very many of them are unceremoniously just dropped from the script, and yeah. they, they don't even tell you that they're leaving. You know, like, I'm watching 2000s uh, uh, Attitude Era uh, stuff going on, and Davey Boy Smith just disappears. Jeff Jarrett just disappears. They, there's no yeah. word of they, they lose their belt. They lose whatever they were doing. Their last match, they probably lost. The next night, they're gone. And you'd never hear about it again. And in the case of Davey Boy Smith, he just died. Like, he, he yeah. went, left WWE. Uh, I want to say, I think maybe he went to WCW again for like 20 minutes. And then he died, and you never heard from him again. But you, he never got that last round of applause. Like you yeah. said, that last, that last pop in the stadium for the fans to show their appreciation of him. Um, and, and there's a lot of wrestlers that are like that. And, and not just not just people like the British Bulldog or or uh, or Jeff Jarrett, but, uh, I mean, many, many wrestlers, they're just their career ends abruptly, and it's yeah. not part of the story. I can only really think of three wrestlers that had storylines where it involved their act, or four, four wrestlers, where it actually involved their actual retirement. And, and that's what Shawn Michaels... Ric Flair, The Undertaker, and Mick Foley. Yeah. Yeah, and, like, for... And I think for all of them, it, I mean, Sean came back, but, like, we don't talk about... We don't talk about that Saudi match because, like, that was a one-off. But, like, yeah, Foley had that outstanding Hell in a Cell match with Triple H yep. with his career on the line. And he's back a month later. For WrestleMania, which is listen, it's great, and I'm not, I'm not trying to be one of those marks like, oh, it doesn't make sense to story, but like it's, it's almost like real in a way to where he even said he thought he was done, you know, like he thought that was his last match. Then he comes back, and then he comes back again, and he comes back again, and again, and it's. Like Sean even said in his retirement speech that this is like real. This is like he's not he's not coming back. Add a respect for the Undertaker, which is what even like you don't think about because even it's more than just one person involved. Yeah, it's your career, but someone else is also dedicating their time of their craft for you to get that send off. And that bullshit would flare. How that whole big ordeal, everybody was coming out. Then, you know, t and cameras shut off. Taker comes out. Vince comes out. And then, like, not even a year later, he's in TNA wrestling, like, with Hulk Hogan, no less. So it's almost like the retirement matches aren't real. And in Sean's book, he addresses that. And and Vince even told him, like, oh, we could do this retirement match and you can just come back six months later. No big deal. And Sean was like, no, I'm done. I'm done. Yeah. And he goes, aside from a few appearances I make here and there, I may I may have wrestled one time because they really needed something. But 
I am not a regular. I, I'm not going to be a regular, and I'm done. I'm just done with it. I, he goes, I got things to do at home with my kids. Yeah. Uh, I guess his kids got too old because he went back to work. <laughs> yeah, right? But but that was good, though. Sean really did kind of just turn it off. He just dis- like got his farewell, goodbye, and took off. And yeah. That was real. That was the real storyline. Like, I'm gonna, I'm done because he was done the year before. Yeah, he, he was barely around. He, uh, the, he was done the year before, and he kind of was like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna." He was really contemplating it, and then he goes, "I'll stick around for one more year, and then next year, that's it." And and he did, you know, it stuck, he stuck to his word, and he did. He might have come back from a match here and there, one once or twice, but nothing, uh, nothing, you know, writing home about. Definitely no yeah. story. No, it, it definitely it wasn't like a Mick Foley Ric Flair situation to where where that happened. Or you know what? Even too like, all right. And then you have to look on the bright side too of those like retirement matches. Look at look at Edge. Didn't no one knew it was his last match due to injury. Beats Del Rio, keeps the championship. Retires a week later on Raw, and then everyone thinks he's done. And then, like literally right before COVID hit, he came back at the Royal Rumble, and everybody was. That was probably one of the best moments in recent memory to where everybody like remembers. Aside from the Hardys coming back, Edge coming back, that was that pop was crazy. And and, but, and that's stuff you you like, you like to see though. Something in like Edge and Sean's first retirement, those were real retirements. It's just that there's marvels in medicine that at the time they were done. They were told that hey, you're never going to do this again, just so you know. Yeah. And then over the course, I like guess Sean's case specifically, uh, over the course of the next like five years, they made advancements in medicine and he was able to rehabilitate himself to the point where, you know, uh, he could still do yeah. this. You know, that, that was actually a really quick turnaround because he went out in what, 98? Uh, yeah. And and he was back by 2003. You know, and 90, told- he was done in 98 on uh, WrestleMania 14. Uh he was off for a couple of months, then he came back as the commissioner. And like he didn't wrestle, but like he was no. he was giving out sweet chins. He was yeah. being the special ref. And then around I want to say 2000 2002, uh, SummerSlam. He came back and wrestled in jeans. Yeah, wrestled in jeans in the 2002 SummerSlam. He he wasn't supposed to come back there, and he only came back for that one time. And then after that match, in his head, he was like, oh, crap, it doesn't hurt anymore. Yeah, I could do this. It would. And I think I could do this. And he did. Triple H, his boy, convinced him. And it's, it's crazy because going back and watching the beginning of the attitude era it's like a completely different character like it's a completely yeah. different person yeah well you it know, is it's it is. it's it's crazy to see it too seeing this sean from 2002 on and then going back in time and watching 97 98 yeah it's like wow like you really like you see them coming into their own and it's it's pretty cool but uh, but yeah, the Hall of Fame definitely they they, you know it's it's obviously you can't put it on the WWE to recognize people before they die. It's your job not to die. 
it's not their job to make sure you don't die for it. You know, you know, like that you, what are they going to do? You, well, I think that's where, I mean, just like all hall of fames minus this, there's no vote and it's pretty much Vince is like, all right, pal, you're going in. It's like, it, there's no voting process on it. So it's whoever is in Vince's good graces that day who should go in, which is, and you know what? Vader, you knew Vader was sick for, for a couple of years. If he deserves it now, he hasn't done anything, obviously, since he's passed. Why didn't he deserve it when he was alive? So that's what I don't, that's what the fans and myself don't, don't understand is that it's not like he, he passed while he was wrestling. Right. He's literally been retired for years. What changed that now is okay to put him in compared to when he was, he was alive. So that's a great question, and I think what it comes down to, and somebody said this, he goes, they have to put somebody into the Hall of Fame every year. And when you start running out of people to put in, now you start digging at the bottom of the barrel, and you're trying to figure out, okay, Scotty, too hotty and too cool, they're going in. That's, and somebody made mention of that, that, hey, listen, like you don't have to put somebody into the Hall of Fame every year. Not every year has a worthy group. And maybe that's why we're seeing guys like Psycho Sid, who's potentially getting in this year, as well as Vader getting in, is because Vince didn't want to put them in before, but he's not going to just have no ceremony this year. So they're just yeah. like reaching for randos to put in because they don't have anybody else. Yeah, I agree. I feel like they they did too much too soon for a lot of the earlier classes, like when they first started doing it. And five, six people at a time. Even I feel like limit it. Have have the have the main attraction, have the mid card, have the tag team, have the woman, and then have the bullshit celebrity. There you go. I, I, this see, way, I don't even go that far. You don't have to go that far because every year. That you put somebody in, they have to you you have to come up with somebody the following year. I you know I, I and you know what too. There's yeah. only so many people that work for the company. That that is true, which is why I think Taker should have went. Listen, I'm happy Vader's getting in. I like the rumors of Sid. I like the rumors of the Steiner brothers going in. So like I'm okay, but I felt like. Taker, being that he didn't get that send-off in front of fans, being that he didn't get that send-off in front of fans, that he should um, he should have went in on his own. And then you can have have Mick Foley, Triple H, like Sean, Kane, have everyone tell stories. Vince does the induction. Everybody goes home. I, I like that's would have been cool. I like that a lot, actually. Um, yeah, it's, it's for me, I, I, I just think that they're just trying too much to do this every single year and it's diluting the classes. Uh, I'm yes. not saying anybody like that we just mentioned doesn't deserve to be in the hall of fame, but I'm fairly confident that Scotty too hot. in the hall of fame and he does not deserve to be in the hall of fame. He's not in the hall of fame, but you know, who's in the hall of fame twice your boy, Sean, I know. No, no, you're your boy boy. Fucking X-Pac? Yes. He's in Fuck. twice. Listen, I like X-Pac. He's a loser. I don't think he should have been in, in with the NWO. No, he was there for about a week, and then Bischoff fired him because he knew what 
Vince didn't. That he sucks as a fucking entertainer. Yeah, so the Hall of Fame, I, honestly, the fact that there's no building is a shot for me. I mean, it's not a hall. Like, the whole point of a Hall of Fame is there's supposed to be actual hallway of fame. And I know and that I Vince think, doesn't believe in it, but let's talk he about does that. It. He doesn't. Vince he thinks it's a waste of money. He thinks it's a waste of money. And to me, I think he's underestimating the diehard fan and how much they're willing to go see the same thing over and over again. And if you don't I've believe me, Hall of Fame at least five times in my life. I, but I feel like that if WWE did the Hall of Fame the right way, that it wouldn't be stale and it could be refreshed. I mean, look at how many people buy the same Jordans over and over and over again. In different That's colors. just a different color. It's the same. It's the same sneaker, just a different color. Yeah. I didn't watch all of them, but I'm pretty sure they have a warehouse filled with hidden treasures. I love that and, show, dude. All you have to do is because I went to Access WWE Fan Access before WrestleMania 35 a couple of years ago, and they had like a big ring in there that you you know you you get to go in the ring. They have like the Dusty statue. They have all these props. They have a ton, a ton of memorabilia that would just be cool as a fan to go see. And you could do it multiple times because they're consistently making moments and making memories. Like the broken ring that Brock Lesnar and the Big Show did. Throw that in a room, have people take pictures in it, lay down. Like there's, I feel like there's so many things they could do, so much like memorabilia that they have that yeah. I think it'll be cool to go see. You know, I'll go again, down to Florida. So Triple H is actually collecting all these things. And they're in a warehouse in uh Stanford. I think that Triple H is just waiting for Vince to die so he can open actual Hall of Fame. Cause why collect all that stuff? What's the point? By the way, that show, that show, if you haven't seen it, is amazing. I love that show. Um, but That's I cool. honestly think that they're missing the mark on a physical Hall of Fame. Because you there's I, I literally know, so much you could do. I think it was so Bruno much. Sammartino said that he didn't want to go into the Hall of Fame because they didn't have a hall. I mean, like he's, they not were trying right. I mean he's not wrong. He's like, it's a joke. It's like it's not even a real building. What hall are we talking about? A website yeah it's not even a real hall of fame it's just it's right. i mean look at the people that are missing demolition one of the greatest tag teams of the 80s and 90s they're not in because of that concussion lawsuit that they had against wwe right you know uh bam bam bigelow should be in it absolutely miss elizabeth should be in it uh because she got drugs they're not doing it and that's why Luger's not in it because they were together and he's linked to that guy on the sport. Yeah. How is Sable not in you it? Know? She had sexual harassment lawsuits against. Yeah, but that's over. She her. came back already. Her husband works for the company. I know. Her husband's one of the main guys in the company. Oh, my goodness. That's ridiculous. And listen, I understand the Steiners not being in it. Scott Steiner has been anything but quiet about how he feels about Triple H and the company. But now that his nephew 
is going to be pushed to, to superstardom. I'm telling you right now, Braun Breaker, who is Rick Steiner's kid, is going to be a megastar in WWE. Is he changing his name to Rex Steiner as he previously was known? They uh, – well, you know Vince. Vince has to own everything, so give him a stupid name. And don't mention, like, well, I don't actually say who he is. His name is Bronson. His name it's, is Bronson Rex Steiner. Yeah, but, I mean, Rex Steiner, which is what they were going to go with, I think is a lot better. Like, we're not stupid. We know who he is. Just He looks like he, his father so much. For real. Listen, if you want to own something, give him a nickname. Own the nickname, but let him... Let him go by his real name because we know who he is. Yeah, but his he wouldn't go by his real name anyway. Well, 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 Rex. Let him go, Rex Steiner. But give him like, like the unstoppable Rex Steiner, like something stupid like that, where you know they got to give you they got to give you a nickname. But, uh, but yeah. So I mean, Hall of Fame this year. I think is um if 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 it keeps going and we, it goes down that road that we're talking we're talking possibly Psycho Sid and Steiner is to add to Big Van Vader and the Undertaker. Um, yes, that's a great class. I think. I think so. I think it's a really great class. Um, you know they're gonna get they they gotta get a, a diva in there. Yeah, they're gonna they do, do it. They get. I think Victoria deserves it. I don't know. Really? We're in Victoria. Yeah, yeah, I know. Tara. She started off as one of the Godfather's hoes. Hoes, yeah. The one right that started. Send- she tried to unionize the hoes. That's good. But I would put Victoria in. That would be my. There's so many people, but it's. I feel like, like you were saying, if there's no physical building, building what's. Who cares? And uh, you know what the sad part is that some wrestlers feel that way. When Bruno San Martino comes out and says that, because let's be real, when when did Bruno San Martino not belong in the Hall of Fame? Exactly. But he wasn't inducted until within like what the last ten years. Because Triple H had to reach out, and it took Triple H a while. Triple H brought him back, brought Warrior back. But but again, that's because. Captain, I'm sorry, Captain Little Man. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to say that. I meant to say, but that's because Bruno San Martino was like, "Your Hall of Fame's a fucking joke. Why would I waste my time?" Yeah, he's not wrong. You know, I'm not gonna go there for a cash grab. Yeah, like, I don't need go it. there. Go there, speak to a bunch of stupid fans who are gonna chant and in one more match when he's like 78 years old to where. Like they should be there with their peers, get a plaque, get a wing, put like his wrestling boots there from when he did whatever. Like I'm looking There's... at the, I'm looking at some of the guys that are in, but Randy Orton's dad does not belong in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. I wouldn't even know who he was if Randy Orton wasn't a wrestler. That's true. You know what I'm saying? Like Hall of Fame, come on, man. Like like I'm looking at it, and, and I, even, <laughs> like I know who Bruno San Martino is. Yeah. Right. I know who Tito Santana is. I know who Andre the Giant is. I know who Greg uh, Greg Valentine is. Even though I don't like Greg Valentine, I know who he is. You know. Yeah. 
I, I know a lot of the old guys, you know, that that started out wrestling, whatever it is. I did not know Cowboy Bob Orton was a human being until his son became the legend killer. There's a lot of good people in there too. There are some people that you may not know from wrestling, but they trained Hall of Fame wrestlers. Talking about guys like Killer Kowalski and Vern Gagne. Uh, they're in the Hall of Fame because they trained guys like Triple H and Shawn Michaels. Yeah. Shawn Michaels went from getting trained by uh, uh, Jose Lothario to going up north and doing more training with Vern Gagne. And uh, Tri Triple H also trained with Vern Gagne. But, you know, there are some people like that. But, like, Tony Atlas shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame. Like, why is he in the Hall of Fame? Coco, beware. Yeah, definitely not. Like, Mr. Fuji, why the fuck is he in the Hall of Fame? He was a great manager. I uh, guess, but our manager's great. <laughs> I mean, Paul Heyman's going to go in. Bobby Heenan. But Paul Heyman's not just a manager. And neither is Bobby but, Heenan. Right, but... They're more known when they go in, it will be more known. They'll be more known for their managerial role. I don't disagree with you, but what I'm saying is is that as their Hall of Fame status isn't based on them being they're only managers because they're great producers. So they True. get on air time. They get yeah. on air time because they're bookers, they're producers, they they know what they're doing in the back, so they get to come out in front. Makes sense. You know what I'm saying? So, like, yeah, they have that, but like the rock's grandfather doesn't belong in the hall of fame. The high chief? Who the fuck is that? Without the high chief, there's no there's no rock. So fucking what? By <laughs> the way, I just want to point out, in not any way, shape, or form is the rock related to the Anoa'i family. All Samoans are related. Okay. Furthermore, I want to go out and say the rock's mother is actually adopted by the rock's grandfather. So they're not even blood related. I just saw your face fucking go drop. You just, you just, you were smiling. You were like, what? I was like, it was like. So, so not only is the rock not related to the NOIs, he's not related to the Maivias. Wow. Because the rock's mother, the like her, her Peter Maivia is his mother's stepfather. <laughs> <laughs> I just messed up your whole life. Yeah. I'm like questioning everything right now. He's still the great one. He's still the great one. I feel like a lot of people got inducted because they were friends with somebody else. Like X-Pac? Like X-Pac. It's a popularity contest. It's not like baseball where after five years of being retired, you're eligible for votes. Fucking, it's, they just, it's whatever. It's whoever they want. Yeah. I, I agree. I, it is whoever they want. But at the same time, and like Bruno San Martino said, it doesn't have credibility if you're going to put somebody like Bruno San Martino next to Howard Finkel. He said that? No, he didn't use that in oh. particular. But, but he actually did name names where he was just like, this motherfucker don't belong in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you're not in the pro wrestling Hall of Fame, you shouldn't be in the WWE Hall of Fame. It's 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 all a gimmick, which is why they're not they don't have a physical building. I, I just feel like so. What are some of the things they could do to improve the Hall of Fame? I think the first thing is build an actual building. I would I, go. I honestly, I'd take Stanford and do it. I, I, honestly, I, I don't think they would. They would probably put it in in Orlando. They would put it in Florida. Why? They have their training facility out there. 
I feel like there's a lot more. I feel like it's the. I feel like Stanford's all corporate, and they want to keep like the corporate there. And then if you put the Hall of Fame in Florida, you have other reasons to go to the Hall of Fame. It's nice weather. There's beaches. There's yeah, Disney. There's other see, bullshit me, you can do. To me, it sounds gimmicky to do that, and I'll tell you why. Where's the baseball Hall of Fame? Uh, I know this. It's Cooper. Uh, I'm fucking you. It, it's. It was literally on the tip of my tongue. You know, I'm not giving baseball the acknowledgement yet. I'm still mad. Where's the football Hall of Fame? Canton, Ohio. Why? Because allegedly that's like the home of football. You know, the Hockey Hall of Fame is in the home of hockey and the Basketball Hall of Fame is in Springfield, Massachusetts, where basketball was invented by Jim Naismith at a YMCA in in Springfield, Massachusetts. WWE's home is in Stamford, Connecticut. For them not to put their Hall of Fame there, is kind of weird because every other major sport puts it in a place that matters. Because if you put it in someplace like Orlando, it loses its credibility and now it becomes a gimmick. Like, I'll give you a good example. Orange County Choppers, they closed up their shop in Orange County and they moved to Florida. I get what you're saying, how it should be in their home. I would say New York is their home. I was going to say the same thing. I was going to say maybe even do it in Long Island or something like that because they've always referred to WWE slash WWF as New York. So what else can we do? What else can we do to make the Hall of Fame a more legitimate experience? Well, I think you would, like what we were saying earlier. We hit the nail on the head. It needs you need an actual physical hall to where mm-hmm. you can be recognized and not and not on WWE.com. I want right. to go there. I want to see where they delete Hogan every other year. Did. What'd you say? Where they delete Hogan every other year. Yeah, right. I, you know what? That's funny because I was going to say that, but I was like, you know what? I won't throw no shade. But like, that's the thing too. It's just like that. You're either in it or you're out of it. You can't do that if you have a physical physical building. You know, you should be remembered. <laughs> but uh, I think we've uh, we've we rounded out the WWE Hall of Fame. It's upcoming uh, during WrestleMania. Uh, WrestleMania is April. Help me out, Matt. What what day is it? April second and third. Two nights. The most stupendous event that there is. Wow, stupendous. Yeah, um, listen, that's not me. That's not me. But uh, look out for this uh, and and other little mini series that we're doing. You can catch Matt at the Squared Circle uh, on uh, on Instagram and Twitter. And uh, you can catch me with the Scoreboard Addicts podcast uh, on Tuesdays and Saturdays on Tiki Live, on Friday and Saturday on Burns. And uh, you can catch us on YouTube, Twitter, TikTok, Instagram from Matt and myself uh, at uh, In This Very Squared Circle. We thank you for spending this time with us. Stay rock! Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Ready. 
Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. 